Hello and welcome to Calling All Detectives from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Calling All Detectives. You can't kill a snowman. But I once found a snowman wearing a Panama hat and with a bullet through its heart. That is the situation on this page from my casebook. The casebook of Jerry Browning, private detective. A private detective like me, Jerry Browning, never can tell when a case is going to be tough sledding. We'd had 14 inches of snow, and the town was just beginning to dig itself out. Traffic, except for the snow plows and a few taxis, was completely paralyzed. And that's why at 7 in the evening I left my car in a nice warm garage and started home on foot. Familiar objects, the lampposts, mailboxes, even buildings, were shrouded in overcoats of soft, glistening snow. It was a white, silent world. I cut across West End Boulevard and entered Granger Park from the rear. The snow lay unbroken in all directions. All, that is, until I saw the footprints. They wove crazily in and around the heavy shrubbery. I followed them, and they led me to a snowman. It stood a good six feet tall, and atop its head was perched a Panama hat. (laughs) Well, never let it be said that Jerry Browning won't go along with a gag. I pulled off the old scarf I was wearing, reached around the snowman's neck. The next thing I knew, the whole thing crashed down on top of me. It was tough work digging out from under. Heavy snow was just so much dead weight. When I finally got to my feet, I saw why. It was dead weight, all right. There was a corpse inside the snowman. When I touched a snowman in Granger Park, it toppled over, and I discovered there was a murdered man inside. In spite of the icy streets, it didn't take Lieutenant Dawson and his boys from Homicide long to answer my call. Jerry, this is the first time I ever saw you do anything as brainless as blotting out a murderer's footprints. You've obliterated every one. I have a heart, Dawson. Who'd think those were a killer's prints? Well, let's take a look at what we have got. The body. It was quite a body. About 160 pounds of muscle. As for the clothes... They're just as wacky as the rest of the case, Jerry. A Palm Beach suit, summer shoes, and no overcoat. That isn't all, Dawson. There isn't a label. A paper or identification of any sort. Just a nameless guy with a bullet in his heart. Dawson held his head. This would have to happen now. The department hasn't got enough trouble, what with the blizzard and the batch of robbers down the wholesale district. Say, Jerry, this guy looks better dead than lots of people who are alive. The dead man was handsome. His features were regular and fine, with a profile that was perfect from any angle. I don't recognize him, do you, Jerry? No. Suppose he was an actor? Bad actor to get plugged like this. But seriously, Jerry, I think you got something there. Movies, maybe. His clothes are strictly Hollywood. (laughs) 
While we waited for the answers to our teletype inquiries, the medical examiner gave us a few crumbs of information. Death occurred approximately 18 hours ago. I would put it somewhere around 11 o'clock or midnight last night. Oh, and Lieutenant Dawson, Bertillion Division's report is here, too. It was a negative report. Neither the fingerprints nor the photograph of the dead man were on file at headquarters. See, Jerry, the guy must have been from out of town. That is, if he was a criminal. But he wasn't. At least not on the West Coast. What's more, no one answering his description had been reported missing, either from the movie industry or from all of Southern California. Maybe he's from Florida, Jerry. A racetrack character, maybe. I'll check on it. I left Dawson to his teletyping and phototelegraphy, picked up a print of the murdered man's picture, and went out. At the offices of the Daily Chronicle, I sought out my old pal, Harvey Sherwin, the drama critic. Oh, Jerry, don't recognize this face. But that doesn't mean he couldn't have been on the stage, bit player, or one of the fellows in the ensemble. Go see Alvin Drake, the booking agent. He'll still be at his office, and he knows everybody. Uh, not out of my stable, Browning. Never saw the guy. Sorry, I guess that makes it a pretty poser for you, huh? A poser? That was an idea. I made a fast phone call, told the clerk at Central Models Bureau to wait for me. Ah, here we are, Mr. Browning. Avery Graham, age 26, weight 160, height 510, shoe size... Sire, skip that. This is the man, all right. He did both men's fashion and photographic modeling, you say? Correct. And his last assignment was for Rockwell Clothiers, a promotion of Palm Beach suits. Planning now for summer, you know. I phoned the owner of the clothing company. Sorry to call you at home, Mr. Rockwell, but this is police business. No, no, it has nothing to do with the robbery at your factory. Or has it? Hey, tell me, who was around when those pictures were being taken? Just the model and the photographer. Oh, what's his name? Jim Morgan. On 10th Street? Okay, Mr. Rockwell, hold everything. You'll hear from me as soon as I get in touch with Morgan. I managed to get a cab and headed for 10th Street. I found Jim Morgan, the photographer, still in his studio. A suitcase and a full kit of picture paraphernalia lay on the floor. Going somewhere, Morgan? If yeah, you'd better tell me all about it. I'm a private detective, but right now I'm working with the police. I, I'm only going on some location shots downstate. Shots is right. Is that why you're taking a gun with you? I kicked out the gun from the mess of bulbs and photographic equipment. He put up a fight, but not a good enough one. I got the bracelets on him. When I opened the suitcase, I had the goods on him, too. He had stacks of currency in the bag. And when Morgan saw what I saw, he confessed, admitted that he used his profession as a cover-up. As a photographer, he could get into big factories and really case them. Pull off his robberies at just the right time. Only this time, the model, Avery Graham, surprised him in the act of safe looting. Graham threatened Morgan and got killed for his efforts. Morgan figured that the advanced model suit without labels and Graham's body without identification would be practically impossible to trace. Especially after he hit on the world's most improbable hiding place for the body. The snowman I stumbled over. Like I said, 
A case can really have you snowed under. But once you get the drift, you always get the guilty guy. <laughs> 